0: To the dynasty rook podcast your one-stop shop for all things dynasty in the
1: game of football we play chess not checkers here's your host gv cheers. cheers cheers welcome back to the dynasty rook podcast i am your host dick gv is out on international business in japan if you see him say what's up so today i brought our special guest Doctor of Physical Therapy, Mr. Kyle Chapman. What's up? Uh, what it is? What are you at? Young Chaplord on Twitter, or at Doctor my fantasy burner. Lego, I'm at Nigadinos, and Devonte Inferno is my burner. Don't tell anybody. Um, but we are back. Week eight has just finished, and we're gonna go through a week eight recap, week nine preview. And some lessons in uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football. So, join us. Sit back. Kick your feet up. Unless you're driving, just keep driving. Keep your eyes on the road right now. All right. Crack the claws open. Ooh. We got these. All right. So, White Claw is like taking over America right now. And, (laughs) And truly is not good. But this guy brought over Natural Light Seltzer. Do a little taste testing. So, if you're ever in college and you know what Natty Light is all about... But there's some seltzer shit going down. So anyways, without further ado, um, before we get started into the recap, I want to go over some maybe like what is Dynasty Rook? Who are we? Why are we doing what we do? Um, And I got the answer for you guys. So we started playing Dynasty around eight years ago and realized it was completely different than Redraft. The long-term outlook changes how you view players, and the decisions you make can last a lifetime. And we can go through some of them. Toby Gerhardt, but maybe later. Um, After a year, uh, some of us started listening to like fantasy football podcasts, following other Dynasty pages. But after a couple of years, there was something missing. These guys weren't saying the right things that were helping us individually. Um, The Dynasty pages were way too deep into Dynasty to realize they they couldn't connect with new Dynasty players, making the transition from Redraft to Dynasty. I mean, diving into 30 Team leagues, Superflex, PBR, IDP, they lost sight of the overall picture. So that's where Dynasty Rook comes in. We give you concepts and processes that we use so you can make your own well-informed decisions and not following misinformation and damaging your own Dynasty team. You make the decisions and you learn from those decisions. And we've been through uh, the growing pains of early dynasty leagues, and we just want to transfer that knowledge to you guys. I played football uh, as a receiver, and I know how to watch film, so I use that. I love scouting rookies. So I watch hours and hours of film as soon as the fantasy season ends, and the NFL playoffs are going, and the Super Bowl. I'm just watching all the film on the rookies so I can pass my knowledge And the time I spend watching these guys to you guys. Um, And we we all do this part-time. We all have full-time jobs. We have three lawyers right now. Another one in law school. We have a doctor of physical therapy to give us an inside scoop and injuries uh, that these players go through. We got engineers designing medical devices for brain surgery. A top salesman at at, uh, one of the largest marketing firms. A sound engineer project manager for sports arena flooring. A rookie scout slash shoe god, so if you ever need a hook on some uh, rare shoes, let us know. Um, 3D print analysis and business owners. Um, But we're here to provide an overview of Dynasty Fantasy Football and hopefully attract some of your friends and your friends from Redraft into Dynasty Leagues. Because there's never a dull moment in Dynasty. And we invite you to share Dynasty Rick with your friends so we can go on this journey of Dynasty Fantasy Football together. So getting back, we are done with week eight, uh, which means we're already halfway through the fantasy uh, season.
2: Don't fucking say it, dude.
1: Isn't that insane? So sad. Teams are starting to separate themselves from the pack. The Patriots are undefeated. The Niners are undefeated. They're definitely Super Bowl contenders. Oh dude. The Saints look good. The and there's teams at the bottom too. Miami Dolphins. The Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> so bad.
2: Jameis Winston, just himself. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the worst and the best, depending on what week you got. I love it. But so in terms of fantasy, uh there's some surprises at the top of the fantasy rankings this year. With players like Lamar Jackson at the top. Cooper Cup coming back from ACL. DJ Chark.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. Yes.
1: Finally. You can never trust rookies. We always say you can never trust rookies. And DJ Chark going into his second season is killing it. We got Darren Waller at the top of the board. The guy came back to life. Mark Andrews. It's always the second guy. So when we say it's always the second guy. When the Ravens drafted Hayden Hurst and then Mark Andrews, same position, it's always the second guy. Just like when the Redskins drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins, it's always the second guy. So, in addition to those guys, there's some familiar names at the top, like Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Rodgers. So, Kyle, let's go through like the top 10, maybe. At each position, maybe just the receivers and running backs. All right. Do we want to do
2: receptions or receiving yards or both?
1: Let's do receiving yards.
2: All first. Right. Receiving yards at the top by almost 100 yards. Michael Thomas, no surprise so there. Just a fucking animal. Yeah. I mean quarterback guy, proof
1: with Teddy Bridgewater. And no I'm less. pretty
2: sure he's at the top of receptions too. I mean, yeah, he's a yeah, top reception by 15 catches. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. He's the man. Cooper Cup, I mean, not really a surprise. The guy's just an animal. I mean, it's a surprise this year. Yeah. From what we've been seeing, it's not a surprise. That is insane.
1: So we always say, like, if a guy comes back from ACL injury, he's not going to be the same guy the first year back, and he's going to be the same guy the second year. But Cooper Cup is dominating his first year back. So my value for him for next season is going to be off the charts. Oh, I mean, it defies the laws of freaking recovery. I mean, I'm a
2: PT, and I think I let that get into my head. I avoided him pretty much everywhere. Uh, all my <laughs> redrafts didn't really try to trade for him in Dynasty. I, always, I wanted to wait for his, you know, stock to decrease a little bit this year. You know, maybe have a little setback. But yeah, dude, he's been a fucking ant. Me. I mean, 220 yards against the Bengals. I mean, it's the, it is the Bengals, but it was almost all in the first half. I mean, they had to scheme him out of the game in the second half. That was like mostly in the first half.
1: Yeah, it's the Golf Cup connection, dude. G- people with four letters in their last name and the last two letters are the same letter. They <laughs> love each other. It's insane, unbelievable. Who else do you have for that, or is that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I-, I forgot? But those are the two that I can okay, think of right now. All right. Well, then we got Julio Jones. No Ooh, surprise, at I did three. trade Julio Jones. For uh, Sammy Watkins, a 2021 first and a 2021 first. Because I was supposed to go all in this year. And even with Leo Jones, I'm three and five. So I'm planning for the future <laughs> because I read a little article from our boy, Junior. A guide to determining your dynasty future, which is on DynastyRook.com. Anyway, sorry. Check that out.
2: So, four is a little bit of a surprise because people were down on in the first few games of the season. Stefan Diggs with 706 yards. Wow.
1: He had zero the first three weeks. And now he's number four yeah. in receiving yards. And then we have the
2: all-Twitter hype man, Chris Godwin, with seven hundred and five. Six is Mike
1: Evans, so we got That's two, insane. Two guys on the same team with They're both good. Stop comparing them to each other. Stop saying one's better than the other. They're both great. You know who has a higher higher ceiling? Mike Evans. You know who has a higher floor this year? Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean. That's just what it is. They're both
2: great. They're both wide receiver ones. And then we got my boy, DJ Chark. DJ Chark.
1: DJ Chark. DJ Chark.
2: DJ Chark. Sorry. All right. Number eight. This is a bit of a surprise. Another second-year player, two in a row, Cortland Sutton. Ooh. And they just traded away uh, Emmanuel Sanders, so that he's will the man. help with that. Yeah, he's the guy.
1: Except uh, he has no quarterback because
2: Drew Locke is garbage. That's true. And we'll talk about the whole Joe Flacco Situation. debacle later. And then we got Amari Cooper at number nine. And closing it up, Keenan Allen. So two that aren't you know huge surprises. And then we'll quickly jump into uh, rush yards for the season. Number one, Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's been a beast. Everyone's seen that. Unbelievable. Number he's two, so good. Leonard Fournette.
1: One half of the deadly dreads.
2: Number three, Nick Chubb. Number four, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's only at number four because Jesus. he gets like half of his yards in the air.
1: Three of the top four came in that one rookie draft. Yeah insane if you had a top pick in that rookie draft and you didn't take a running back like my dumbass, ass i had take? the fourth overall pick and i thought christian mccaffrey was gonna get there but he had question marks coming out he didn't have the size he did he was more of a scat back kind of guy but i loved Corey davis and marcus Mariota was like a second year maybe or third year oh yeah and he was supposed to be like taken off and, it, oh, my God. So, it's I traded tough. up to number one to take Corey Davis, which I still – I love Corey Davis. <laughs> yeah. But I gave up Christian McCaffrey. And I could have had Christian McCaffrey, could have had Dalvin Cook, could have had Leonard Fournette. Yeah,
2: that's tough. That's a tough one. But, yeah,
1: so these are the, the lifelong decisions that we were talking about earlier. Dynasty is the best.
2: Number five, Chris Carson. Number six, rookie – Josh Jacobs. Ooh. A little bit of surprise there. The hammer. Number seven, Ezekiel Elliott. Eight is Marlon Mack. Number nine, Derek What? Derek fucking Henry, baby. And number ten in Rards of all <laughs> rushers in the NFL is Lamar Jackson.
1: Unbelievable. That guy's amazing.
2: Alright, should we get into what are we doing next? We going
1: into yeah, recap? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. So. We do see some uh, separation in the NFL teams, but if you look at your league and fantasy, you're also going to see these teams separating themselves into the playoff race or maybe missing the playoffs. So this right now is the defining point of your season. Whether you go all in and try to win a championship or trade some old veterans and stock up on some young talent next year's draft. Uh, The Dynasty Rook team just put an article, like I said before, uh, titled, A Guide to Determining Your Dynasty Future. It's on DynastyRook.com. It'll walk you through the entire process. Right now, we can tell you that there is nothing worse than being in the middle of your Dynasty League. The team that wins the championship will be all in with a mix of young, home run hitters and productive veterans. In the OG League and the Drew League, for example, we have six point touchdowns. So you need a top quarterback, and that is necessary to win a championship. If you try to plan for the future at the same time as going for the championship run, it won't happen. You're not going to end up winning the championship, and you're not going to have as much draft capital as you should going into the next draft. So take a peek at our latest article, A Guide to Determining Your Dynasty Future, and sit down with your roster and have an honest conversation with your players. We wish you the best of luck going forward. But it's time to decide if you're going to win this year or you're going to win in the future. Buying yeah. or selling. Yeah. Easy as that. Yep.
2: I'm making that decision tonight. I'm going to go home after this podcast, have an honest conversation with myself. And I might be buying one of the top three running backs in the NFL Ooh. right now. So, I'll keep you guys... Uh, yeah. In the loop there.
1: Yeah, we want to know about that trade. Um, but yeah, let's get into NFL Week 8 recap. First game was Thursday Night Football. Redskins versus the Vikings. Did you watch that game? I did.
2: It was kind of a weird game. Yeah, it was good at the beginning. It was good. I mean, the Vikings scored 19 points, and they didn't punt the ball a single time. That is insane. Pretty, in- pretty interesting. Insane. So I'm
1: Vikings... 19, beat the Redskins, who finished with 9 points. The Red, the the Vikings were led by the Deadly Dreads, the Double Ds, which is Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, who if you watched that game, or if you didn't watch the game, go look at Alexander Madison's highlight. He's running through people, keeping his balance. They're the best duo in the NFL, and we like to call them the Deadly Dreads. So... The, and the Redskins, at the same time, they're committed to running the football with uh, Adrian Peterson. Since Bill Callahan's taken over as head coach, since the Redskins fired Jay Gruden, he's had almost 20 carries a game. They're giving him the rock. So this is one of those guys that if you're not going to win a championship this year, then trade him for some draft capital. Especially because there's
2: rumors that Geis might be back week 11. He's mm-hmm. already back on the practice field. Um, so and I think he's eligible as soon as week eleven. Uh, he's kind of looking good. I saw like a video of him doing some cuts and stuff. I see him coming back this year. I mean, mines will get yeah. get some. That's what they said at the beginning of it. the year too, though, right? They did.
1: <laughs> they did. I saw him, there's a picture at practice where he's just like full gear, and everyone else is
2: like in shorts, just chilling. <laughs> but back to back to the deadly dreads. You'll look at Madison's stats and won't see too much. Pretty lackluster. Yeah. But he broke off a few like 20, 30 yard gains that both got taken back from holding calls. So he's the man.
1: He looks fucking he's good. He's the man. So Dalvin Cook finishes with twenty three carries, ninety eight yards and a touchdown, and he added five catches for seventy three yards. Stephon Diggs finishes with. Seven receptions for 143 yards with Thielen out of the game with a hamstring injury. Um, Disappointment this one was Terry McLaurin. He had four catches for only 39 yards. But at the same time, you can't trust rookies. And
2: I think a big part of that is if you watch that game and you saw Dwayne Haskins walk into that game. Oh my God. I was so excited about Dwayne Haskins. And he came in and just looked horrendous. Awful. I mean, he overthrew garbage. balls. He was looked scared shitless out there.
1: Luxury garbage.
2: I still think he could make an impact in the NFL, but he, oh, he's, he's a good just, quarterback. He's not ready yet. No, he needs a, he needs another no. year. And
1: everyone's asking, like, why don't they put Dwayne Haskins
2: in? That's why. <laughs>
1: oh my god, looked
2: god awful. All right, let's go to the next game. Seahawks twenty-seven,
1: Falcons twenty. All you right, you want me to go? <laughs> I'm down. All right, so the Seahawks. Um, they used a big second quarter. They scored twenty one points in the second quarter, and they take down a Matt Ryanless Falcons team. I think uh, they're like one in seven now. Yeah, terrible. She's but Schaub had like four hundred sixty yards, uh, but he just couldn't come. Uh, he couldn't come over overcome a twenty four to zero deficit at halftime. Um, Chris Carson had ninety yards, one touchdown. Tyler Lockett had six receptions for 100 yards. Julio, just being Julio, had 10 receptions, 150 yards. Austin Hooper, the guy in the right situation, is just stays in the right situation. He had 65 yards and a touchdown. He's the number one tight end in fantasy. Awesome, it's hilarious. I mean, who would have thought?
2: I doubt any dynasty people out there just no. had Hooper number one. No, he's just. But now he's up the there. Right I mean, he's. It's an argument.
1: Devontae Freeman had 13 carries Only 39 yards uh, But he did add 8 receptions For 63 yards as they were playing catch up uh, Calvin Ridley Mr. Sapphire A.K.A. Always Open Had 70 yards but he left the game um, With a hard hit But he somehow got cleared uh, But it was just overall disappointing uh, Considering that Mohamed Sidnew was not in the game After he was traded to the New England Patriots um, on the high note, though, D.K. Metcalf, get out of my face. D.K. Metcalf had 13 yards, but he had two touchdowns.
2: And this is kind of what you were saying when we're, you know, Scottie talking Rickies. about drafting him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to have those games where, I mean, this isn't necessarily what we're talking about, but two catches, 88 yards, or yep. in this scenario, two catches, two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean,
1: and he dropped a touchdown, too. Yeah. So he, he he's not going to be a receiver one. But he has the potential to be the best receiver, too, in the NFL, especially with Russell Wilson launching it to him. Um, So without Muhammad Sanu, Russell Gage had nine targets. Um, He's not a must-add, considering Matt Schaub threw the ball 52 times. But if you're in a deep roster league, then you should add Russell Gage, because right now he's behind Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, who knows What's going to happen when Julio Jones leaves? Um, But I'm surprised he actually didn't get traded. They did trade Mohamed Sanu, so that kind of gave you a hint as to they were keeping Julio. But I have this weird feeling like this is the same situation that Calvin Johnson went through. When he was on the Lions, he would put his heart and soul into every game and the Lions would just keep losing. Yeah, I mean the
2: guy had ten catches for 150 yards. You got to be frustrated at some point to be one and seven. Man. Yeah, it's, it's it's embarrassing. And the big thing I get from this is the Seahawks kind of frustrate me. They just run the ball too damn much. I mean, let Russell Wilson throw the ball.
1: Yeah, at least we know the, so good the answer to the Chris Carson, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny situation. Yeah, that's it's subtle. Chris Carson.
2: I was shocked he didn't get traded at the deadline. I was, I was oh, thinking yeah. a team would take a shot at the guy. I for, think a bunch of teams cheap. hit
1: him up too. Yeah, they just they, wanted to keep him. He's a great handcuff to have. So the Seahawks beat the Falcons twenty-seven to twenty. So the next game we got is Chargers seventeen, Bears sixteen. Okay, the Bears out-Chargers the Chargers in this one. I mean, it's easy
2: as that. Good low scoring game. They both I mean, tried to lose yeah. it. Good defensive play by both sides. Chargers couldn't get much running going. Bears had all the running going. I mean, David Montgomery finally Let's go! had his breakout game. 27 David carries, Montgomery. 135 yards, Let's. one touchdown. Shit. He also added four receptions for 12 yards. I mean, that's that's what I've been waiting for this yeah. whole fucking time. Yeah. And he finally did it.
1: Dude, the Bears ran the ball seven times last week. And then this week, they give Montgomery 27 carries he goes off 135 yards in a And that's what happens. He's the man. He's the absolute man. And then guess what they did at the end of the game? Oh, Trubisky. Throw the ball, dude. Oh, no. Lose.
2: Let's kneel the ball so yeah. we can get our kicker who already missed a 33-yarder to miss a 40-yarder so we can lose the fucking game. Unbelievable. Terrible.
1: Trubisky is not the business. And
2: then on the other side of the ball, Melvin Gordon, eight carries, 31 yards. He sat out the whole preseason and now he lost it. He lost yeah. his juju. It, yeah, it's just not there anymore. He's
1: still got rust on him. He's still trying to shake it off.
2: And then we're losing Eckler. They fi- they bring him in at the end of the game, but they they got to get that guy involved more.
1: Yeah. So the Chargers beat the Bears. Actually, the Bears outcharged the Chargers, and they lose to the Chargers, sixteen to seventeen. Well put. So the next game, we got Lions beating the Giants, thirty-one twenty-six.
2: Yeah, so the Lions were... I mean, they were mostly in control throughout the game, um, even though it was only a, a five-point win there. Um, Danny Dimes, though. 322 yards, four touchdowns. He's showing his potential. Yeah, and then Stafford, 342 yards, three touchdowns. He's having a great year. Yeah. I mean,
1: he... In redraft, I have Stafford, uh, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones.
2: Oh, yeah. Because...
1: Either Marvin Jones gets three touchdowns, or Kenny Galladay gets three touchdowns. Stafford just zooms in on one it's guy. It's just like Jameis
2: yeah. Winston with
1: the Mike yeah. Evans-Godwin. I yeah. mean, Godwin's
2: putting up three touchdowns yeah. at Evans. It's like these two quarterbacks. Having yeah. so I mean, both Stafford's of them, I'm, like efficient.
1: guaranteed points. It's yeah. great.
2: And then everyone went out and picked up Ty Johnson off the waiver wire, including myself, Morant. and then started him, Morant. and then he got us four points. So that, that didn't work out very well. That Trey Carson... I think that's how you say. Is it Trey or Tra? T R A Carson got picked up, tra. and then he just got the start. So that that's great. I'm glad that that worked out. Yeah. Uh, Evan Ingram got another touchdown. He's playing great for them. He's so good. And then Darius Slayton did. He's good, dude. I like his Darius two Slayton. touchdowns were pretty nice too. Yeah. I mean, they were only two catches of the game, five targets, two two touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah. again, don't trust rookies. But Darius Slayton is showing us what he has.
2: Showing promise. I mean, him and then um, I'm pretty sure Tate did pretty well, too. Golden Tate had another decent game, eight catches, 80 yards, something around there. So he's becoming a redraft-relevant person now that he's back, so that's good.
1: He's another guy that you could target if you're going either all-in for a championship and go get him for cheap, or you could trade him if you're looking for draft picks in the
2: future exactly
1: um but yeah so the Giants beat the Giants I mean the Lions beat the Giants 31 26 all right and then the next game the Jets versus the Jaguars
2: um yeah Jets Jags win 29 15 pretty convincingly um Minshew looked good again he kind of has his ups and downs he had his up this week so that's good yeah uh, Darnold got taunted pretty bad. Oh my god! Did you see that? Yeah, the mascot the, was yeah, wearing the, the ghost. The mascot came out yeah. in the ghost, and then they played Ghostbusters when oh when they were, they had Darnold on. So that's that's a pretty rough look. Um, and then I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you, Dick. Oh shit! DJ Chark, what is the best wide receiver on this team, and he has the I most games.
1: Can't argue with that. And we might have had a discussion. It wasn't confirmed. But we had a little... Yeah. It's actually on Twitter. It's definitely confirmed. We had a little
2: Jersey controversy, <laughs> and we were figuring out who was going to be the best receiver. Yeah. I was on the side so of
1: Shark. Bet, I bet Tiny, D.D. Westbrook versus Keelan Cole, and then we're like, deal. And then Kyle swoops in like, oh all yeah, right, I got DJ Shark. And then they're
2: like, no, it's too late. Yeah. Like I, so he scored like two touchdowns a few weeks ago, and I was pretty excited about it. I was like, dude, when am I getting my jersey? And they are just like, no, nah, dude, we never agreed to that part. Nope. And so I almost drunkenly just bought my own fucking DJ. I was like, dude, gee, I, I just fell in love with DJ Chark that game. So now I get excited every time he scores a touchdown. Another touchdown. He's this actually game. really good. Heavily targeted. The guy's a beast. He's fast. He's huge. I think he he's here to stay. Um, net, you know, another big game. 19 carries, 76 yards. He yeah. just can't find the end zone.
1: Yeah, but it's but that's why Chark's the there. Yeah, he's the man. He's the- <laughs> He's the fan. It's, I mean, with D. Westbrook hurt, dude, Chris Conley went off. 103 yards and a touchdown. It's a second game with seven targets. So Chris Conley is definitely someone to add, just in case DeeDee's shoulder is worse than we thought it was. Because he played last week, he played great. But this week, he didn't practice at all. And not practicing in football is the worst thing to go into a game with because you're not on the same page. You're not in the game plan. Um, so Chris Conley and DJ Chark... Could be the guys going forward. Ooh, yeah. Fill me up, y'all.
2: And he's actually surprisingly available in a lot of dynasty leagues too. I mean, he's available in I think two of my three that I'm in right now. And he I mean, right now with those stats, you're he's a he's a pickup in a redraft league too, if you're desperate for a flex. Especially in like a 12 team format, fourteen team.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um Le'Veon, nine carries, twenty three yards, three receptions, twelve yards. He's not the guy. He should have signed with the Steelers. As you all know, I'm a huge Steelers fan, and this guy sat out the whole year, left $14 million on the board, and now he's making $14 million for a shitty-ass team that tried to trade him at the deadline, so good luck with that, dude. And Josh Oliver caught his first NFL <laughs> catch. So we love keep, Josh Oliver. So by let's the way. let's keep
2: an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, they also said A that
1: certain dynasties they're stash.
2: only gonna go up from there. And and touches and um, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, he, he's the man. so keep an eye on that guy. Yeah. I have him stashed everywhere. So
1: Jags beat the Jets twenty nine fifteen. All
2: right, next game: Bengals versus Rams. So
1: boring. I laid
2: in, I was hungover on the couch downstairs, and this was the only game that was on. I had red zone on my laptop, but I had to sit through this one. Uh, the first half was pretty exciting. Laptop's I mean, too
1: far away. If it freezes, you can't push play.
2: Yeah, you I was like, On ah, <laughs> to the Rams game. So the first half was good. Rams scored their first three drives. Cooper Cup was just like wide open the entire fucking game. It was like he didn't even have a cornerback on him the entire game.
1: I don't even think the Bengals have any cornerbacks left. They're all injured.
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much of a game here. Seven catches, 220 yards, a touchdown. Gurley, he got his obligatory touchdown. Didn't do too much other than that, but he's always good for, you know, 15 points, 10 carries, 44 yards, a touchdown. Every time. Every time. 10 to 15. That's all he's going to give you. Kills me. And then a little dynasty update. Uh, Darrell Henderson had 11 carries, 49 yards. Darrell. Darrell. Whatever the fuck, dude. Henderson. He's canceled anyways. Yeah, he's, he's (laughs) he's on hold for now. 49 yards, two catches. Um, I mean, he, he's getting some carries. He looks more exciting than
1: Gurley, honestly. Yeah. He's got definitely more juice. He just, he has that. My number one trait for running backs is you have to make the first man miss. He just doesn't have that. Yeah. He can't stop on a dime and he can't pick his feet up. But he's very fast and he has low feet. So if anyone gets a hand. Or dives at his feet. He's going down. Yeah. But he is fast, and he has some juice. And it might just be the hair that excites me, too. Yeah. Around. It looks so good.
2: And then Cooks, another concussion early on. I mean, it's it's getting alarming done, now. Is he I done mean, playing, he's been, playing football? Was that three in the is past Brandon two years? Is Brandon Cooks done
1: playing football? That's it, the question.
2: It would be surprising, but for his safety, I I mean, three yeah. concussions in like the past two years. Maybe even more.
1: Yeah. And with all the research coming out now, it's yeah. like the more concussions you get, it's like exponentially. And he's worse. getting
2: like knocked out when he does yeah. too. Like it's bad. not like
1: he doesn't have any money. He's yeah. had like, f- you know, three or four great contracts. Um, but yeah, the the story in this game after the game is the Bengals are benching Andy Dahl. <laughs> for they are Ryan starting Finley. Ryan Finley. What so, school did he go to? NC State. So he was the quarterback of Jacoby Myers and Kelvin Harmon. So a lot of people early in scouting had Kelvin Harmon as their number one receiver. Because he's a great outside receiver. He has great hands. He's very strong. He doesn't have top end speed. But Ryan Finley made both of those guys look very good. And Jacoby Myers is keeping that going into the Patriots. But I like Ryan Finley. Go pick up Ryan Finley in Dynasty.
2: Yeah, it just—I mean—it gives some excitement to the Bengals. Uh, essentially, the second half was nothing. The Bengals picked up the Rams, uh, changed some coverages, and there was just not much scoring in the second half. That's all I really got for that game.
1: Yeah, Rams beat the Bengals, twenty-four to ten.
2: Then we got Ryan Tannehill's Titans versus the Jameis Winston Bucks. So ooh. man, ooh, it was uh, Tannehill's stats. You look at it. Pretty Dude. early in the game, and he had two touchdowns. You're like, wow, that's pretty impressive for Tannehill. Yeah. And then you see it was nope. a five yard drive and a ten yard drive, thanks to <laughs> Jameis Winston. <laughs> God,
1: the guy just throws the ball. He doesn't know where he's throwing it. He just throws it, and it's going to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, who he was it? Loves this kid? Those guys. Yeah,
2: dude. Who who got the points this game? I mean, it's never split well. It's always
1: like all to one or all to the other. Yeah, so Mike Evans had 11 receptions, 198 yards, and two touchdowns.
2: Just animal. I mean, they're
1: both. And then Godwin only had four catches, 43 yards. So that's the split that you're looking at. Um, But the the Buccaneers did get robbed in the end, um, though with another ref. Blowing the early whistle... I mean, why I do they know, do that every time? I don't time. know what's going on. They
2: just don't learn their lesson? They're what, just like, so, yeah, I, I
1: have a theory is, like, they're adding so many, like, rules every single year. They are only focusing on the new rules, and they can't work on getting better at overall refereeing. So, it's just, like, they're so worried about the the defensive pass interference or offensive pass interference... And the challenge and, like, guys targeting and hitting helmet to helmet. It's like, just just play. Let the guys play. Be a referee. Call the obvious penalties and move on. But these guys just keep blowing the games. Uh, but anyways, let's get back to the players. Yeah. So,
2: and then the top performers for the Titans. Uh, Jonu Smith looks pretty nice with Delaney Walker gone. Yeah. Six catches, seventy eight yards and a touchdown. I'd like to thank uh,
1: B Call for that oh my god recommendation. Yeah, so in the Dynasty Rook League we had someone say, Should I pick up Johnu Smith or uh, who's the other guy? It was John U. Smith or Cameron Brait. Cameron Bray. And,
2: and before he, he did got to a pick pull, up
1: either. A poll on Twitter. So then these motherfuckers <laughs> just go on the Yahoo and just add these guys right away. And, and, that,
2: and the funny thing is, I plug and played them too. Because I had Jimmy Grimm. I was like, you know what? Thanks, B-Call. That's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> Picked up Janu, started him, and he got me like 17 yeah. points. So that was nice. So if you want to swoop on B-Call, you can go
1: at the underscore BK underscore lounge. And he'll give you all his tips before he even... Um, picks those guys up so you can kind of swoop in on them
2: yeah there you go and um, then other th- quick players Corey Davis AJ Brown do you want to talk about either of them I don't I mean, Unexciting.
1: every time it's, it's just Corey Davis gets the best corner he gets bracketed over the top with the safety and then these guys go off Johnny Smith has two touchdowns AJ Brown has he had one touchdown but he only had two catches so it's like when these guys get in the red zone and you put two guys in Corey Davis and AJ Brown's one on one If you remember, A.J. Brown was my number two receiver in scouting. And I love A.J. Brown.
2: And he looks good. I mean, he looks like a top four receiver. They just need a
1: goddamn quarterback. And I'm very, like, is is Corey Davis and A.J. Brown just going to be wasted talent? Or are the Titans going to get a goddamn quarterback?
2: Well, this, well, this we'll next see. draft class looks good. Yeah. So, other than that, yeah, nothing too exciting. Yeah. Titans beat the Bucs 27-23. All right. And then for the next game, we got Eagles versus the Bills. Um, this game right here was a reminder of how much better the NFC is than the AFC. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles are just slumping, not doing well, two-game losing streak, and they just came in and just dominated on both sides of the ball. They outran them. They... I mean, they. Josh Allen couldn't get anything going. Jordan Howard, twenty-three carries, ninety-six yards in a touchdown. Miles Sanders had six touches for one hundred eighteen yards in a touchdown, and
1: I mean, his run was fast. When you say touches, and okay, when you say touches and you say one hundred eighteen yards, guarantee the touches were in space. So he broke off receptions for long-distance touchdowns. That's what he does. Miles Sanders is a great running back in space. Yeah. So, Jordan Howard takes care of the running, the ground, ground and pound. And then Miles Sanders, swing routes, wheel routes. And he just, this is a perfect situation. But Dallas Gardner, I mean, three catches, 22 yards, touchdown. He's outperforming Zach Ertz the last couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, I mean, they're...
2: Ertz is our best receiver, and so he's getting double covered and leaving Goddard open on two tight end, you know, yeah. plays, and he's he's getting the touches, and, yeah. and he's good.
1: So, so your Eagles beat the Bills 31-13.
2: And one quick thing, Devin Singletary, four catches, Ooh. had a touchdown. Looks Ooh. pretty good. I mean, he's going to take over that backfield soon. Yeah, Frank it's Gore
1: coming. can't. I mean, he could. He has been doing it for way too many years. Who knows when he's going to yeah. retire? He's the inconvenient truth. Because yeah. inconveniently, he's still there.
2: Yeah, because Singletary has to do it this year, or I do think the Bills would probably just sign another, oh, yeah. draft another running back. I don't ball.
1: think you could you could hang on to Devin Singletary yeah. thinking you're going to give him 25 yeah. carries a game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Eagles beat the Bills 31-13. Um, next game, we got the Broncos versus the Colts. Colts eke out this one 15-13. Um, Phillip Lindsay and Royce Freeman just continue to split carries. Um drives me
2: insane. Yeah. I have both of them in one league, and I just like who the hell do I even say yeah. at this point? So
1: Lindsay had fourteen carries for fifty-nine yards, added five catches for seventeen yards, and then Freeman swoops in with twelve carries, forty yards, and a and a touchdown. Yeah, he got the touchdown two weeks in a row now over Lindsay. He got one reception for five yards. And then some disappointments in this one. T.Y. Hill just had two catches for fifty four yards. Eric Ebron, after that sick one headed catch in the corner last week. Bunch of people added him on fantasy, but he only had three catches for 26 yeah.
2: yards. I think Doyle was the guy to have in, in the week, uh, this week. Oh, yeah. He had. Uh, Everybody loves Jack Doyle. Yeah. Jack Doyle, I mean, it's like, who do you pick up between those two guys? It's one of those questions. Four for 61, you know, and Ebron's yeah. been out playing them most of the week. It's just, yeah. it's one of those where just if you have to throw a dart and play one of them, play one, but
1: yeah. ideally get someone else. Yeah. And then, on and then after, I mean, news last week was they traded Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers. So, in dynasty, Corlin Sutton is the guy for the Broncos.
2: Yeah. And he's already top 10 in, in receiving yards in the NFL.
1: Yeah. And I think Joe Flacco is out, but he had a fantastic press conference. Oh, yeah. This was great. Let's hear what Joe Flacco had to say.
0: I mean, look, you get a block and a back call on an inside run play, you, you know, that's a penalty. I mean, it, it, it kills it. I mean, there's, there's things like that. I mean, there's a bunch to be said about this game. I don't know if those drives are the ones to talk about. Obviously, we probably could have put the game, you know, a little bit more out of reach there. But there's other points in the game, I think. Well, I mean, come on. I, I, I just look at it like we're now a 2-6 and six football team. And we're, like, afraid to go for it in a two-minute drill, you know? Like, who cares if you give the ball back to the guys with a minute and 40 seconds left? They obviously got the field goal anyway. And once again, we're a two-and-six football team, and it just feels like we're kind of afraid to lose a game. Uh, It's third and five at the end of the game. Um, You know, it's – who cares if they have a timeout there at the end or not? You know, getting in field goal range isn't that tough. Uh, you know, so you're just putting your defense in these bad situations, and um, I just felt like, what do we have to lose? Like, why can't we be aggressive in some of these situations? That's kind of how I feel about a lot of the game today. Do you have any input in that? In that, going on, or is that in that's kinda Can you object as it's happening? Well, of course, you talk on the sideline about what's happening. Yeah, I mean, but. You know, there's only so much you can do. And, you know, we just got – as players, you got to go out there and execute what's given to you. And, and, and the situation – we're playing situational football. And, and and as players, we're just trying to execute the best we can to get those situations over with and, and help our team win. And um, I just feel like, you know, sometimes those situations are tough and we can make it easy on ourselves by, you know, not being afraid to be aggressive. Wow. He's it. calling
1: his coaches out.
2: Yeah, and the funny Fantastic. thing is – you know, a few hours after that interview, he's out for five, six weeks. I mean, <laughs> who knows if they're correlated or not, but I love the passion from him, especially after he looked embarrassingly lackluster against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so who who's coming in at,
1: at quarterback? Drew
2: Locke? I no, it's not, it's not Drew Locke. Yeah. No. He's, on,
1: he's like on IR or some shit. No, sure. it's an interesting name. Dude, that's insane. Like, they brought him in to be the guy. And now... It's Brandon Allen. It's Brandon Allen. It's yeah. like... who is it Kyle Allen? Yeah. Brandon Allen? I don't know. It's same fucking guy. Yeah. It's the same guy. Who knows? Yeah, I went to Arkansas. I don't... It's not July. I think I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, don't start Corlin Sutton with Brandon Allen. Yeah. And it might be very bad for the Broncos going forward. They're Like Joe Flacco loved to say in that press conference, they're a 2-6 football team. It's like, they... We'll have a very good pick at the next draft.
2: Other than that, Marlon Mack continues to be reliable for you there. Um, Great flex option. TY didn't look too great. Paris Campbell should be getting more next week. He kind of practiced a little bit this week, but I don't think he got many carries. And other than that, nothing to really write home about during this game. Yeah. Uh, So the
1: Colts beat the Broncos 15-13. Next game, we're just going to run through super quick because the Saints... Absolutely demolished the Cardinals 31 to 9. The Cardinals hung in there uh, for the first half down 10 6, but they just couldn't hold on. Drew Brees finally back. He probably returned too early, but they have a bye coming up this week, so it's okay. Um, He has time to heal. Um, But Kenyon Drake traded to the Cardinals. So the question is, is David Johnson? Going to be back this year.
2: Yeah, I don't know anymore. I mean, they already have Chase Edmonds. They have David Johnson. They're paying
1: him a lot of money, and yeah. they just went out and got Kenyon Drake. So,
2: yeah. I have so a... So,
1: Chase Edmonds got hurt, but it's like, if you trade for Kenyon Drake, I mean, there's got to be something wrong with Something's going
2: on, and I, there wasn't a trade, so is one of these players going on IR? Who, Who knows? knows. But... Michael Thomas, I think, is moving into my number one dynasty wide receiver. I He's mean, the, the guy is an animal. He's the man. Doesn't matter if it's Drew Brees. Doesn't matter if it's Teddy Bridgewater. This guy's putting up 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown every yep. game.
1: Yep. Or in this case, 11 catches, 112 yards and a touchdown. Exactly. So then with Alvin Kamara out, Latavius Murray is just dominating. Yeah. 102 yards, touchdown, nine catches. Latavius Murray, nine catches. I didn't say that wrong. He had nine catches, 55 yards, and another touchdown.
2: Two straight 30 plus point game. I mean, whoever is the starting running back for the Saints, they have a great game plan for them and yeah. start them.
1: So the Saints demolished the Cardinals 31 to 9. Another demolish was 49ers demolished the Panthers 51 to 13. Yeah, I mean,
2: the 49ers just killed them. Uh, Are they elite? They're elite. I mean, it's. Are they it's Super Bowl ready? They're, they're Super Bowl ready. I am all in on believing that the 49ers Their can so go deep good. into playoffs. They're making running
1: the ball fun again.
2: I mean, yeah. they're finding ways to get separation. Dude, Tim step.
1: Coleman Remember? went off. He only had 11 carries, 105 yards. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns.
2: And a receiving touchdown.
1: Unbelievable. I wasn't sure if I wanted to start him in a few leagues. Put him in there in the flex and got me
2: like 40 points.
1: Nice. And then the best running back in the league on the other side, Christian McCaffrey had 14 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Added four catches for 38 yards. But this is where Kyle Allen's uh, momentum stopped. He had 158 yards passing with three interceptions. And, And going back to the Niners, Emmanuel Sanders trade. Emmanuel Sanders already added four receptions. He added a touchdown. First touchdown of the game. It's like, hi, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. He's the he's the man. Great pickup for them. They needed a number one receiver. Debo Samuel was taking over that role, but he got a little injured. Um, Dante Pettis is obviously not the guy. Dante Pettis is canceled. Here on now, Dante Pettis. Cancellation. The Niners demolished the Panthers. 51-13. On their way to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. DJ Moore didn't do too much. Uh, Curtis Samuel, nothing too exciting. Nothing. And That's
1: pretty much it. Domination. Next game was actually very good. L- enjoyed watching it very much. Texans squeak out a win on the Raiders 27-14. to 14. Um, This was fun. This, this was, was, fun was very fun. fun. Yeah. Hunter Renfro sighting. That was cool. Yeah. He... he he broke a tackle and busted a 65 yard touchdown on a quick slant. So, with uh, Tyrell Williams back, he had 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, alert Derek Carr is good when he has reliable receivers that can catch the ball. He goes off for 29 fantasy points, um, 285 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, Zay Jones getting involved. Yeah, he looks like Jose. Yeah, so if you get Tyrell Williams, Say Jones, and then Darren Waller. Waller's just the man. I love Darren Waller. He had one touchdown in this game. I think he had like eight fantasy points, but that guy is going to go off. I traded George Kittle for Darren Waller, a second-round pick and a third-round pick. Oh, that was you. And Darren Waller is tied in two right now. And judging by what I see is he's 6'6", 250, Runs a four-four something, and he's just a monster. Came back from the drug dead, and now he's just a Silverman, dominating. the The Raiders have two good
2: young tight ends because Foster yeah. Moreau is pretty damn good oh, yeah. too, and he's a rookie too. He's solid, and I was sure. really impressed by Tyrell Williams. I mean, the guy had a couple bad drops, or he could have had two hundred yards and a couple touchdowns. So. That was a good game yeah. for him. Hopkins continue to get all the targets. Eleven cat, eleven receptions, 109 yards, and then Darren Fells.
1: Yeah, U-C-I-Zot. U C I Z O T.
2: Six catches, 58 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, do we
1: have a reliable tight end?
2: I think we do. I mean, finally, I picked him up last week and started him.
1: There's Bloody like four play didn't work in the out. whole league.
2: But yeah, he he looks he looks good. Deshaun Watson continues to impress. 280 yards, three touchdowns. He's found his rhythm. I hate Bill O'Brien. I just want to say that. I hate his play calling. (laughs) The Texans could be so much better if they get a fucking better play caller. But that's besides the point. They continue to win, so whatever. Texans 27, Raiders 24. Yeah, J.J. Watt, torn peck. Oh,
1: man, that's a bummer. I see Deshaun Watson going even I don't even know what to say. Higher
2: scoring games. Yeah. Maybe they'll throw the ball and make some better play calls.
1: Yeah. So, an interesting story in this one, Kiki QT rarely played. I don't even think he played a snap. No, I don't think he did either. DeAndre Carter might have passed him. Either he passed him in the depth chart or Kiki QT has an injury. And when you have a guy like Kiki QT running a 4-3 and he's injured, he's not going to be good when he comes back because you need full... Health when you're that fast. Yeah. Him and stay Will Fuller that fast.
2: need more body fat. Yeah. And they need more anything. Bulk anything. Or they're going to keep getting injured.
1: They're yeah. too skinny and Every fast. Every time. Every time. Too skinny and fast. So the Texans beat the Raiders 27-24. And the next one was just like expected, predictable. The Patriots beat the Browns 27-13. to Baker continues to struggle. He had three turnovers. On three straight plays. New England defense had another touchdown. Nick Chubb had 131 yards on 20 carries. Edelman had 78 yards, two touchdowns. It's just, it's just everything is the same with, the, with this game. It was so predictable. Um, but Michelle, I mean, going off Sony Michelle, he's getting – he only had 74 yards, but he had 21 carries. He's like, if you're in a non-PPR league, which is a man's league, if you're doing PPR, you know, have fun with that. But Sony Michelle, 21 carries, 74 yards. Sanu, in his first game with the Patriots, had five targets, two catches. I think he had like 30 yards, something like that. Um, but, yeah, OBJ on the other side had five catches, 52 yards. Are we in code red with him yet? I or Maybe I think, code yellow. I think the Browns O-line is destroying his value.
2: So and I also think that a big thing is, dude, the Browns have a hard schedule. I mean, they played the Niners, they played the Patriots, they played the Ravens, and they beat the Ravens, they played the Seahawks. I mean, they The Steelers. Their schedule upcoming is looking kinda nice. I mean, they play the Bengals (laughs) twice, they play the Dolphins, they play the Cardinals, they play the Broncos. Ooh, coming up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they could be a lot of bylaws. They could turn things around and and
2: sneak into this. I I thought they were gonna
1: trade for Trent Williams of the Redskins. Yeah. But they, ESPN had like four-hour coverage and tweeted out 300 tweets about how no one got traded. Yeah. So, just want to shout out Adam Schefter for nothing and Ian Rappaport for tweeting nothing. Um, but the Patriots beat the Browns predictably 27-13. to 13. Now, the next game. The next game was great. Packers beat the Chiefs 31-24. Um, and A-Rod is just being A-Rod. If you watch this game early in the fourth quarter, A. Rod scrambling falls back, flicks like a submarine sidearm to the corner of the end zone, perfectly to Jamal Williams. It was fantastic.
2: Jamal Williams.
1: He's so good. Aaron Rodgers finishes with three hundred five yards, three touchdowns. Um, so there's no disappointments in this game. Everyone was good. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Is he back? Is he rushed it? Would so, you argue he's an RB one? I well, so here's my thoughts on Aaron Jones is he's one dimensional, and in some games that one dimension is gonna destroy people. So he runs full speed, and that's what he does. He runs full speed. He can make round speed cuts. He's not a start and stop jukey kind of guy. But if like this game, he had a hundred, he had thirteen carries, sixty seven yards. But he had seven catches for 159 yards. He and won a lot of touchdowns this week. Unbelievable. He was fantastic. On the other side of the ball, the Chiefs continue to get Tyreek Hill the ball, continue to get Sammy Watkins the ball. But the story is the rookie, Mikkel Hardman. No matter how many targets Tyreek and Sammy get, the Chiefs continue to manufacture touches for Michael Hardman. They're going to get him on jet sweeps, they're going to get him on drag routes, and he's producing as a rookie.
2: Yeah, I think he's top five in touches for wide receivers out of rookies. I'm pretty sure it's top three, but I can't And with his speed,
1: you have to guard Tyreek Hill on the other side, and then you just use Meikle's speed, and it's just killing defenses right now. So the Packers eke out the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes.
2: Yeah, Andy Reid found a way to manufacture Matt Moore into a serviceable quarterback for that team, and I think that you can continue to... To play the main guys. I mean, I think you could play Kelsey. I think you could play Tyreek Hill. Uh Shady fumbled away the game, so I'm not really sure what they're doing <laughs> with that backfield. But, I mean, I think you could still play the main guys there and not be yeah, worried about was it. There were some
1: rumblings about Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs, wow. which would have been insane. That would have been wild. But guess what? I heard from Adam Schefter that nothing, <laughs> nothing. happened on the trade deadline. Also, Ian right. Rappaport tweeted that nothing happened on the trade deadline. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank thanks, you, guys. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, the Packers beat the Chiefs 31-24. And then my boys, the Steelers, <laughs> beat the Latonk Dolphins 27-14. They're down 14-0. And then somehow, someway, on a third and 20, the Dolphins run an all-out blitz. Not going to say why they did that, but I'll take it. And Deontay Johnson gets a 45-yard touchdown. Connor finishes with 23 carries. 145 yards, one touchdown, one AC joint sprain. Juju finishes with five catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson looking serviceable with five catches, 84 yards. And His a catches were
2: nice too. Yeah. He almost had a third yeah. but, or a second touchdown, but it got called back for an yeah. uh,
1: arguable offensive PI. So, one thing I am concerned about is James Washington. He had oh, one catch, wow. 21 yards, and he just hasn't been that guy especially with Mason Rudolph in the lineup. They killed it in college together, and they just haven't shown the chemistry.
2: It's breaking my heart. I'm a big yeah. Washington truther. Have him in a couple leagues. He just, I mean, he just had... I mean, it, it wasn't all him. There were some bad throws by Rudolph. Yeah. But that one interception that got called back, I mean, that Washington should have caught that ball. I mean, it yeah. went off his chest into the other guy's hand. It's just it's just not there right now. Yeah. Um, hoping... He could turn things around still, but right yeah. now,
1: if you watch on that Deontay Johnson long touchdown, dude, he destroyed a cornerback. Yeah, he chucked tro- oh, he depleted the cornerback yeah. so bad. Um, but on the Dolphins side, after trading Kenyon Drake, they go with Mark Walton, who had 14 touch- uh touches. Belage had only four touches, so Mark Walton's obviously the guy there. A guy to watch on the Dolphins, Patrick Laird. Patrick Laird, do not tell your friends, but just keep them in mind. One thing I like to
2: note about this, I like how they sneakily brought in Mark Walton. He was arrested three times in the offseason, and, and they just let that slide. They didn't go into detail. How do you even get arrested three times in one <laughs> offseason? And why did a team pick you up? But I guess the success story, he's in there getting touches. But <laughs> it was yeah, like, Better than oh, Caleb Balage. Okay. Just like yeah, anyone's better it, than oh, Kalen Kalen is just drop them everywhere. Yeah. Not worth the spot.
1: So the Steelers beat the Dolphins twenty-seven to fourteen. So mm. that'll do it for the NFL Week Eight Recap. Let's get into the Week Nine Preview. Um, one thing we do want to tell you guys is in Week Nine, the Falcons, Saints, Rams, and Bengals all have a bye. So, go pick up those guys on the waiver wire. We said this last week. You don't want to wait until that week to do it because everyone's trying to jump on it. So, we want to give you guys a preview. Week 10, the Patriots, Texans, Eagles, Broncos, Jaguars, and Redskins have a bye. Week 10, Patriots, Texans, Eagles, Broncos, Jaguars, Redskins. If you have guys on those teams and you need to pick up someone off the waiver wire, do it this week. Because in the game of football, we play chess, not checkers. So getting into the week nine preview, we got the 49ers versus the Cardinals. The 49ers are probably going to destroy the Cardinals. So look for the running game to rack up a lot of touches. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, all those guys. We got the Texans, Jaguars. That sh- that might be a good game. Could be. Let's see if uh Leonard Fournette and Garden Minshew have what it takes to go up against the Texans. And Shark. Without yeah. Yeah, DJ Don't forget Chark. 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 Yeah. I'm without sure. JJ Watt. So that the Texan the Jaguars do have a chance against the Texans. Um we got the Bears Eagles. So your boys oh, taking on your boy, David Montgomery. Oh yeah. We'll see how that goes.
2: That'll be a good game. I'm interested to see how that turns out. Two teams are a little sketchy underperforming. Um, yeah. I think the loser of this game is done.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Done. I mean, if, if you're saying someone's going to lose that game instead of someone's going to win that game, I would bet on the Bears to lose that game.
2: I don't want to say anything. I tend to jinx things, so I'm going to leave it at. <laughs> uh, next game won. is
1: Vikings Chiefs. That one's going to be great, especially Ooh, if, Pat yeah. Mahomes, if Pat Mahomes returns. I'd be shocked if he does, but... Yeah, and if he... I mean, regardless, I think... Actually, if Pat Mahomes returns, I think the Vikings are going to run the ball to try to keep the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands. So look for the Deadly Dreads to once again dominate. Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, the Double Ds, take on the Chiefs in Week 9. Next, we got the Steelers-Colts. So the Steelers going into the Colts... Could be a trap game. It could be. It could be, because... We have a very good defense. Yeah. I'm a big Colts believer. I like to bet on our them. defense. Is I think we'll stay good. away from this one. Yeah, our defense is very good. Our offense has not been that good, but our defense has kept us in every single game since Ben went down. Um, next game, Dolphins Jets. So start the Jets defense, like me, against the Dolphins, because that's what you got to do. You just start every defense against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, next game, unless you have New England, then you just start them yeah, every that's week. True. And but then, yeah, that's gonna be boring. Dude, when New England defense faces the Dolphins. Oh. Never mind. 50 points. Jets, Dolphins. Next game, we got Redskins, Bills. So this game might be interesting. The Redskins actually might pull one out because cool. Josh Allen's Start. so up and down. But look again for Agent Peterson to have 20 carries, over 80 yards, and a touchdown. Next game, we got Titans, Panthers. This one might be close because Kyle Allen is up and down. Titans defense is underrated. Derrick Henry might go off against the Panthers defense. But who knows? Yeah, that'll that'll be a good game. Yeah. I'd like to see that one. We'll see what happens with uh, Ryan Tannehill because he's had one good week and one not-so-good week. So we'll see if he's the quarterback of the future for the Titans because we know damn sure it's not Marcus Mariota. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the next game we got Raiders-Lions. I like this game. You're going to see two gunslingers. And Matt Stafford and Derek Carr go at each other. Lions traded their uh, free safety away. So they're going to have some problems on the back end. Josh Jacobs is banged up, which is what we told you guys during scouting season. He's never had a season where he's the guy. He's never had 200 carries, 300 carries. And we're going to see what he has. Um, The Raiders take on the Lions in Week 9. Next game, Bucks. And Seahawks, that game is going to be good because Jameis is up and down. He could win this game. I would love to see the Bucks
2: put up some points so the Seahawks can put up some points. Yeah, because Russell Wilson is just a man. He's, He's so good. He's so He's fun amazing. to watch. I love watching him actually have a competition, so he could yeah. throw the ball like he should. Yeah, because they just get ahead and then they run the ball. Yeah, and then if I you have three, the if you
1: have three games that. You don't have any interest. Like, if you don't have any players in three games, you don't know which one to choose. Your team's not playing one of them. Just watch Russell Wilson. This man is amazing. He makes the sim like he makes the most miraculous throws on like a second and eight, and they get the first down. And no one talks about it, but you can see it with your eyes how good this man is. So the Seahawks take on the Buccaneers, and we'll see if Mike Evans or Chris Godwin goes off. Who yeah. knows? It won't be both. No. So next game is Chargers-Packers. Packers Um, Packers should dominate, but the Chargers, who fucking knows? They 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 could beat anyone. They could lose to anyone at any week. Chargers are probably going to Charger it up and lose to the Packers. Um, Next game is Broncos-Browns. So two struggling teams with no Joe Flacco, no Emmanuel Sanders. The Browns might find their footing in this one. They
2: should. I mean, they should find their footing. They're going to play Who's the guy again? Brandon Allen.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Exactly. If they lose that game, they're done.
1: Yeah. Uh speaking of the Browns, do you see OBJ? OBJ give Tom Brady his cleats? Yeah. That were like made with like goat Goat hair. Goat hair, whatever the <laughs> fuck. And then, like, Baker Mayfield's in the back, like, looking at him like, what are you what doing, are you doing dude? dude? It says OBJ on yeah. him. Yeah. This guy doesn't <laughs> want your cleats, man. He's begging to get traded yeah. to the Patriots. <laughs> uh, Going back to the Patriots trade, though, Muhammad Sanu for a second. A second is That's a high. lot. That's a lot for a like, veteran go that's been, yeah. like, a wide receiver Go get Muhammad Sanu, especially after the last game where... If someone was thinking Mohamed Sanu is going to be the man, and then they see that last game and they're like, oh, maybe he's not, go get him. Because yeah. the Patriots' offense is so intricate. They gave up a second round pick for Sanu. He's going to be the number one guy. Julian Edelman's like 35, 36, something crazy. So going forward, Mohamed Sanu is a great by-low candidate right now. Um, next game, we have the Pate. No. What do we have? Yeah, the Patriots. Patriots-Ravings. Oh, crazy. Oh, crazy. Oh, good segue. Game of the week. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's going to be a, a fucking blast to watch. I mean, the Patriots totally are finally going to be challenged yeah. by a running quarterback yeah. who's been just phenomenal all year.
1: I'm really interested the to see how this Because that defense is insane. And, and it's the Ravens, in Baltimore, right? Like, if you play the pass, Lamar Jackson's going to run all over you. But if you play the run, he's just going to launch it over the top. So this is going to be a great game to watch. It's either going to be... Very close, or it's going to be a blowout by the Patriots. Yeah. Is
2: this in Baltimore? I think it is. That'll be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I will be tuned in. Night game, that right? One. I think it's the night game.
1: Yeah. And then we have final final game is Cowboys versus Giants, which might sound like it's going to be Cowboys all the way, but it's a division game, and division games are always close.
2: Yeah. That'll so be
1: fun. Cowboys-Giants rounding it out. So, before we go... Before we sign out for the week eight recap and week nine preview, I want to give a shout out to our fans, our fans, our listeners, our shout out to our fans around the world from the local homies in LA, Orange County and San Diego to our loyal listeners in Regina, Saskatchewan. The homeland for you. Yeah, you're the real MVP. We see out there. you guys. We see you guys. That's pretty cool, eh? All you, <laughs> <laughs> all you guys. I mean, Washington, Florida, Indiana, Louisiana, Minnesota, Nebraska. All you guys. We see you guys. We appreciate you guys. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, so please send us an email with your feedback, a DM on Twitter, Instagram. We love to hear from you guys. Yes, get involved on Twitter. We love chatting with you. Our email is info at dynastyrook.com or dynastyrook at gmail.com. And we're really looking forward to hearing from you guys. We do have some new Dynasty Rook stickers, they have arrived, and we want to give you guys some. So um, let us know if you want any stickers. Um, Any donations are greatly appreciated. You can go to dynastyrook.com at the bottom of the homepage um and we'll definitely ship some stickers to those who donate send us your address um even if you can't afford to donate but you want some dynasty book stickers send us your feedback send us your address and we will get those stickers out to you we wish you guys the best of luck in your fantasy football season and let's zoom out a little bit we wish you guys the best of luck in life we're going through this journey together we're all here on earth at the same time So find those who make you happy and stick with them. And we will see you next time. Love you guys. This has been another episode of the Dynasty Rook Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Rook. And check out our website at DynastyRook.com.